On today's Spotlight on KRWC, we start out the month with uh, visits with Teresa Henson. Teresa is going to uh, tell us a bit about uh, the advanced directives and uh, also the Healthcare Decision Day, which is coming. And Teresa joins us. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi, everybody. Tell us again, remind us uh, who you're representative with these days. Sure, sure. I am I'm calling. I work for... I'm calling in today. I work at Parkview Care Center, and um, my my work partner, Barb Anderley, and I, we work in caregiver support services. So we're working with folks out in the community, caregivers who are supporting care receivers in the community. And this project, uh, National Healthcare Decision Making Day, is important because we want as many people to be writing their advanced directives and getting their affairs in order. And so we're working with people in the community, and why not launch into our fourth annual event? Sure. And the parent company these days is called? Cassia. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a a fourth annual event coming up. It is. It is. Uh, We started it uh, four years ago, and it it was something that we had found when we were working with our Resolute pro- program, that was an end-of-life care grant program, and we found that there was an actual real day, National Healthcare Decision Day. Um, typically, it's the day after you file your taxes, so it's typically on April 16th, and we're going to be doing our program on the 20th just because the 16th is a Friday. But anyway, the national day is the day after you file your taxes. So you, the idea is that you file your taxes, you get that done, and then the next day you review or you can write your advance directive and get that stuff taken care of so that you can go on and, and uh, get on with your life, I guess. Am I right in saying, Teresa, that uh, for a long time, I think uh, the country as a whole, not everybody, but uh, more often than not, um, end-of-life type issues and things like that, uh, for the longest time, they were almost kind of taboo to talk about. I mean, people, you know, I don't know if it was uh, a situation where they didn't want to jinx anything or they just couldn't come to terms with the thought of it or what it was, but um, that was a very touchy subject for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and I I would definitely agree with that. I think the movement has has turned to a degree, maybe with COVID, that people are really kind of addressing that elephant in the room. Um, You know, maybe the other movement I think that I see uh, people, the baby boomers particularly, they want to know and they want you to know what their wishes are. I think maybe our our ancestors and our our uh, people that came ahead of us were maybe a little bit more passive about that and really relied on their doctor to make those decisions. The doctor would tell the family what to do, you know, and, and you would be kind of like, okay, well, I'll just do whatever they want me to do. And now I think there's a movement, particularly with our baby boomers, that they want to participate in the planning. They want to um, make their wishes known. Um, Many people 
right on their advanced directive where they where they expect to have care given to them or what kind of care that they want. Is it possible too that that uh, for you know a, a period of time, uh, say uh, maybe eighty, you know, sixty to eighty years ago and beyond, um, so many things really, you know, once uh, health trouble came into play, a lot of things weren't as treatable as they are today, and so, right. um, you know, it kind of for lack of a better term, sort of uh, folks maybe thought, well, it'll take care of itself, whereas now yep. so many There's things lots. are treatable, but you kind of have to decide, well, what do I want? Right, and I think the options are are so much more than they were, of course, with the, um, the evolution of medical technology and, and other kinds of services. Um, you know, that's just a, it's just a growing field, and, and I think we as um, care providers, it's easier for us to also care for you when you have made these decisions ahead of a major crisis um, with clear thinking. And um, we always say that we want healthcare decision making to occur around the kitchen table with people you love and not in the intensive care unit where you can't participate in that. Um, making sure that your wishes are known to families and friends, um, I think that's what people are are striving for now. You know, people know more, and um, maybe they get input and and information from family. You know, maybe they're talking about things that they didn't even think that they should have a question about. And I think uh, things generally get a little more complicated, especially if there's you know, a large immediate family, maybe many, yeah. many siblings, things like that, uh, yeah. it becomes maybe even more important because they may not always have the same opinion. Right. Um, one of the things that, uh, that will be addressed during the um, presentation will be the benefits for doing this. Um, for the family, if I am completing my advanced directive myself, it helps my family with difficult decision making. It guides it guides them because they can honor my wishes. Um, the other part of that is that it reduces family conflict because this is what mom wanted or this is what Aunt Mary wanted, so this is what we will do. Um, for me as an individual, by creating uh, an advanced care plan, I really feel like my quality of life would be improved. Um, I maybe can write in there if I want to have aggressive medical treatment or less aggressive. It also decreases hospitalizations. Um, that's one thing that we have known with the, the writing of the advanced directives. It gives clear, concise directions to those that you love where you want to have your um, end of life or your last your last time where you want to have that care given to you if possible. And that's where our sister organization, Guardian Angels, Elam Home Care and Hospice, you know, their organization can come in and um, provide lots of home care and hospice type of services to you in your home instead of in a hospital setting. Teresa Henson is our guest. We're talking a little bit about uh, advanced directives 
um, and the National Healthcare Decision Day that's uh, coming up. Maybe, Teresa, uh, tell the listeners, if, if they're not aware of it, um, maybe the the different things that are included when they sit down to uh, to put some thought to this. Are there varying types of, uh, you know, final wishes or advanced care planning? Uh, are sure. some more simple than others, or do they all follow kind of the same pattern? Well, I think they follow the same pattern. Um, some of them, um, what we would call... There, there are different terms that are used, and I think that's the thing that people kind of are like, well, what do I need? Um, there, we talk about a living will. We talk about advanced directives. We talk, we call, there's another term called healthcare directive. We've all heard the term DNR, DNI, comfort care. And then the newer one that is um, out there, it's, it's an, uh, an abbreviation or acronym. It's called PULST. P-O-L-S-T, and it stands for Physician Orders for Life-Sustaining Treatment. So there's lots of words associated and lots of, you know, people get kind of confused. So what we're talking about writing or getting your affairs in order, we want you to do that on a health, on, um, on a health care directive. So simply writing your wishes down, um, Wanting you or somebody, you'll also um, identify a healthcare agent. That's something that um, is important. That person needs to be over 18 years old. That person should understand your beliefs and be able to advocate on your behalf and can cope with difficult decisions. So that's an important piece of the uh, healthcare directive. Um, you'll also be asked about if you want to have CPR, what other kinds of treatment choices you might want, uh, maybe how do you want your pain to be managed. Uh, some people say, you know, like, I, I don't want to have pain medicine, I, I don't want to be sleepy or sedated. Others might say, give me it all, I don't want to feel pain. Um, Maybe there's even some some specifics where you could even write in their time limits for treatments or trials of different things to see if recovery is possible. Um, those are some of the those are some of the major things that will be on your healthcare directive. So I'm kind of hearing you say that in some cases uh, it can be uh, more detailed or less detailed depending on yes. what the person wants. Yes. And I think that's the case, that this is your own, and it can be uh, an evolving tool. Sometimes people complete these maybe what we would call more generically. Some people just say, you know, it depends on the time of your life when you're doing it. You don't just have to be 65 years old to do this. Um, my husband and I have health care directive that was completed when we did our will. Well, I've been helping people do healthcare directives or living wills. I've been helping them for 30 years making these decisions. But when that piece of paper got put in front of me, it was kind of scary, you know, and I had to really think about what I wanted, what I didn't want, and what I needed to communicate to my healthcare agent in the event that I couldn't speak for myself. So my document or our documents are fluid, and you can change them as many times as you like. 
and maybe there's a diagnosis that comes that you need to get more specific, have um, maybe some notation in there about uh, feeding tubes or ventilators, that can come down the line. But if you have a, a clear, concise, um, you do or you don't, make sure that you get it written down on your healthcare directive right away. You bring up a couple of things that I was uh, getting ready to ask about anyway, and that is, um, one of them is the fact that these can be changed. And so, you know, yeah. just like a, you know, a will or trust or whatever can be changed as you go along the line, uh, in this case, the, the health care end of it, uh, you know, as you say, circumstances may change over the course of a number of years, and, and maybe you want to revisit some of it. Right. Right, and that's what we would encourage people to do um, when when we talk about National Healthcare Directive Day. The movement is also, um, I guess, I guess the intent is to inspire, to educate, and to empower patients to express their wishes. So it doesn't say that oh, you only have to do it once and you're done. It just means that you know you might want to look at that on a yearly basis or every five years or when there's a condition change to see if you want to put more detail or take something in or take something out. Maybe you even want to change your um, your um, uh, just lost it your healthcare agent. Maybe you maybe you even want to do that as time goes by. Um, but the other important piece of doing this is that you also let your physician know that you've completed one and it becomes part of your health record at your clinic or at your local hospital. Um, that's, that's really important. I saw a statistic um, and it said 65 to 76% of physicians, they don't know that their patients have healthcare directives. That's a lot. That is a lot. So opening opening up the conversation to let your physician know what your wishes are, they will that will help them determine what your treatment is. And if they if they know that there is this form already completed and you already have thought about some things or maybe you have questions, you can talk more in detail with your physician about that. But to get that on your medical record is really important. You brought up a point earlier, uh, and I want to kind of just revisit that a little bit about uh, how um, some of these healthcare directives, or you know, call it what you will, living will, or whatever you want to yep. call it, uh, mm-hmm. how they actually are beneficial to whoever is the you know, the the key person, decision maker. the mm-hmm. decision maker, because of the fact that it kind of, it sort of takes some of the, the weight off of their shoulders. And, you know, even the, uh, the most uh, solid or steadfast person in certain situations may not think the, as clearly as they may want to, and they kind of let emotion run away with them. Right, right. And that's, that's the, that's the whole part of doing this at the kitchen table with the people that you trust and you love and that that want only the best for you, I think it's important that you're saying what your wishes are so that it make it I think it does. It takes some of the guilt away maybe. Um, I think as a adult children, um, I think of 
other situations, maybe where there's an emergency, you know, people are scrambling and they're making decisions based on emotion instead of what would mom or dad really want. Okay. And this way, having it written down and you filling it out ahead of an emergency or ahead of a crisis, it means that your mind was clear and you were thinking and um, you were able to get those words down and, and what kind of treatment you do want or you don't want. Let's move into the uh, session that's coming up, uh, the Zoom session, and uh, tell us about that, when it is, and, and what's going to be talked about there. Sure, sure. We will be hosting this event, uh, getting, your fair, getting Your Affairs in Order, uh, creating an advanced care plan. Um, it will be on Tuesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m., and it's going to be a virtual event. So we're, we're hosting, you know, the new buzzword out in the world is we're hosting a Zoom meeting. And there is another option, though, and we're really excited to partner with the Buffalo uh, Community Center, and they will be offering the event there in person. So if you don't have computer access or you don't have Zoom on your computer or on your telephone, you can also uh, just register with us and go to the Buffalo Community Center, and they will have it up on their big screen and uh, I think it's going to be broadcast, if I'm not mistaken. The presenters are going to be actually in Elk River broadcasting from there and at their home office. And then we'll be able to see it in our homes or uh, at the Buffalo Community Center. And the date again is? Tuesday, April 20th at 5.30. Okay. And is, is there a limited amount of people, maybe in person? Um, no, okay. really, well, there might be a limit at the community center, but I think it's, it's a substantial amount. I don't think that we'll have any trouble there. But we will need, when you call to register and you tell us that you want to uh, attend at the Buffalo Community Center, we'll give you further directions from there. But you need to call and register, and I'll give you some numbers and also an email address to register when you're ready. Sure. So RSVPs are due by Monday, April 12th. So that's in 12 days. And we want you to send, uh, if you can, an email to kbramer. So it's k-b-r-e-h-m-e-r at g-a-e-h-c dot org. Abbreviation for Guardian Angels Elam Home Care org. If you have other questions or don't have computer access, you can give me a call at 763-951-7886. We will be sending out materials uh, the week of the 12th. And then for those that register for the Zoom class, you'll also be receiving an email from us toward the end of the week with the link for the Zoom meeting. Okay. And that, uh, I'm looking at your sheet here. Uh, is it case-sensitive here? The K I noticed is capital. Does that make a difference? You know, it's not case-sensitive. It can okay. all be lower lower letters. Okay. Uh, K-B-R-E-H-M-E-R at G-A-E-H-C dot org. Good. 
And then uh, once you're kind of locked in or once you're registered, then you'll send whatever information is needed after that. We will. Yep, we'll make contact with you uh, either telephone or by email, however you have reached out to us. Um, But we want to make this as simple as possible. You can just simply give me a call at 763-951-7886 and we'll help you walk through how to get registered. And again, the Buffalo Community Center is a host site, so you can just, you'll get your information in the mail and you will go to the Buffalo Community Center to watch the Zoom meeting there. And just for clarity now, uh, this isn't necessarily, uh, you're not going to, this is kind of informational about what uh, these decisions are and uh, you're not filling it out right then and there, or are you? Right. Yeah. Well, there's a couple options. Um, we are going to actually have one. We're going to have two copies in the, the folder, one for you to take lots of notes on and, and listen to the presenters from Guardian Angels. Uh, the social worker team there is going to be presenting. They're going to give lots of different like ideas and maybe you know things that maybe to think about, um, and maybe you'll take a lot of notes on your on your one copy. And then you can go home and complete the second one that's included in the packet. That's the one that you'll um, sign and actually, you know, take to your doctor and, you know, give to your family and to make sure that they know your wishes. So, Okay. Great. Um, I note here, too, on some of the um, information, you're still looking for some volunteers for we, uh, caregivers. We are. We are. We are still we are still looking for volunteers to come and join our team um, doing a caregiver support and care receiver support. Uh, we have currently, we have three volunteers that are registered and we have begun the orientation process. We're getting closer to being able to send those volunteers out into the field and into the homes to uh, spend some time with the care receiver to give the caregiver a break. Um, we're looking for volunteers that can be with us or be with their families, their assigned families, two to four hours a week. And we provide education. We provide all the supplies needed, um, lots of lots of stuff uh, that make being a volunteer so rewarding. We're hoping to have lots of people join our team. So. Okay. And they just contact you directly for that? Yep, they can contact me at that same number, 763-951-7886. And then also, and can, yep, go ahead. <laughs> no, and, and if you know of anybody or, um, you know, if you can think of anybody in the Wright County area that is a caregiver that is uh, feeling overwhelmed or feeling like, you know, they need a break, uh, we are here to help as well. So, Give us a call. My, my coworker Barb and I are more than willing to uh, help you out and look for referral sources, uh, spend some time with the caregiver, uh, going through some of the some of the stuff associated with being a caregiver. You know, to get through the time. Sure. All right, uh, Teresa Henson, our guest on our spotlight today. Uh, one more quick time on the uh, important information about how to uh, RSVP for the virtual Zoom meeting and sure. uh, maybe just uh, uh, email and phone number here before we go. Sure, that would be just fine. Um, we would certainly love to have anybody come and, 
and learn about how to do an advanced care plan, and we'll provide you the tools to be able to do that. Um, it will be on Tuesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m., and it's a virtual or a Zoom class, or you can attend in person at the Buffalo Community Center, but we need you to register with us. Um, probably the easiest way to register is calling me, Teresa Henson, at Parkview, 763-951-7886, or you can send an email to kbramer, so it's K-B-R-E-H-M-E-R, G-A-E-H-C.org, Guardian Angels Elam Homecare.org. We need RSVPs by the 12th so we can get out the information to you. Sounds great. And we'll remind folks in the days ahead here in the news about um, more uh, information about this and more reminders. And then later in the year, we'll talk about some other topics. We're kind of out of time today, but I know you I know. Got, so. I know. Yeah, we have some great things coming up for the caregiver July 13th. Um, self-care for the caregiver, and that's going to be an awesome program, too. So we'll get some more time in with you, okay? Sounds good. Well, uh, you know where we are, so uh, reach out and remind us, and, and we'll get you set up. All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Have a great weekend. You, too. Happy Thanks a lot. Easter. You, too. You, too. Teresa Henson, our guest on today's Spotlight. I'm going to give you one more opportunity to get that phone number down here. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, what we're talking about here today, the advanced care planning and the uh, session that's coming up, uh, call 763-951-7886. Or you can also email K, that's the letter K, Bramer, B-R-E-H-M-E-R, at G-A-E-H-C dot org. And um, they'll be able to help you out with more information if you have any questions, otherwise you can get uh, advanced uh, placement or advanced sign-up and registration for the Getting Your Affairs in Order Advanced Care Planning. That's coming up later in the month. That is today's Spotlight on KRWC.